What's happening, everybody? Welcome to episode number 51 of the Mike Janella Show. I'm your host, Mike, obviously, and it is uh, sort of a new era. So last week, we got to our milestone 50 episodes of the show. Thank all of you who've been there listening from the beginning. If you've listened to every episode, just a couple here and there, whatever, I appreciate you. But it's time now to look ahead to the next 50. And for episode 51 this week, I'm squeezing one in before I head out of town because I'm gone, folks, for the next couple of weeks. I'm heading to Asia for an exotic little trip. Uh, Going to visit my brother, going to be stopping in Dubai and uh, Malaysia and Singapore, maybe Indonesia. We'll see how the schedule goes. But I didn't want to leave you guys without a podcast before I went. And I figured, well, since I'm traveling... What better kind of person to have on than somebody that can maybe help give me some tips and help give you guys some tips and talk about some of the great travel content she's created. So joining me now, a former colleague, still very much a friend, and someone I'm very excited to have on the show, Steph Radalge. Hey, Steph. Woo, hey. Thanks so much for having me for like your next chapter, the first episode of your next chapter. I'm so excited. <laughs> And I th- I'm pretty sure, I should have looked this up before we started recording, but I'm pretty sure you're the first person with an accent on my show. So I figured that's something new to start on the, the new generation as well. So yes. thanks for providing hey, us with that. Uh, it'll be an international show by the, by the time we finish this, this oh, thing. Yeah. We, are, we are jet setting, uh, limousine riding, <laughs> jet flying, globe trotting. That's what the Mike Janela show does. Um, <laughs> So Steph is on the show this week. She does a bunch. She's a video producer. She's worked in TV. She's worked in digital. It's kind of, I think your website even says that, right? Producer by day, travel, blogger, aficionado, (laughs) something by night, right? Yeah, I never sleep. I just, uh, I just, I just work 24 hours. (laughs) Well, you're a better person than me because I love sleeping. Most people who who know me probably would be like scoffing right now. Well, we do have a lot to talk with you about, and uh, if you do want to know more about Steph, because we're probably not going to talk too much about your video production side professionally, but make sure to check her out uh, online, and uh, I mean, you could you could tell people right now, I guess, where to, where to find you if they want specific stuff before we get into into the meat of the show. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, it's just my name, Steph Radalj, but it's like, it's the hardest name to spell, so get a pen. <laughs> you know, it's uh, just Steph. Radalj, R-I-D-H-A-L-G-H. And I, I'm all over Instagram, love my Instagrams. Not so much on Twitter, but yeah, you'll find me. The internet's a wonderful thing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it sure is. Well, sometimes, yeah, being found is good and sometimes it's bad. But in this case, it's a good thing. Yeah, um, only nice stuff. <laughs> yeah, only the nice stuff. Um, all right, Steph, so let's talk, uh, let's talk travel. Now, uh, yes, the accent, obviously. So you're a native Australian, but you live now in New York. So why don't you give us, I guess, first a little bit of your your quick history in terms of your your bona fides for having seen the world and all the stuff that you actually produce. I've got a little bit of your resume here, but I figure you can let the people know why uh, you're relevant to have on this travel episode <laughs> of the show. Why I can uh, give you a little bit of advice. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I obviously grew up in Australia, and um, I think it's innate in Australians. We love to travel. We're so bloody far away. It's that, you know, we're on this island, and a beautiful island, but you've got to travel at least nine hours to get anywhere. Like, even so, for Asia, where you're heading, it's nine hours to get anywhere. So, um, I think it's just built into our culture where we, we head around the world, and I think that's where I got the bug from just being Australian also from my parents. But, um, 
I decided, you know, when I was young, I'm going to live in New York. So I knew I was living here. I knew I didn't ever, I didn't ever know what I wanted to do. I knew it was something like media related, but, um, you know, it kind of made sense to come to New York and, and get that going. So I've, I've been planting the seed in my boyfriend's head for, you know, nine, eight years. And finally we moved here and it's been three years and loving it. And it's great. And, um, just have been traveling around as much as possible as well as working, which is really difficult because like the vacation time here is sucks. But you know, in Australia, Welcome we get to America. I know <laughs> <laughs> we get like four weeks in Australia, I guess again, cause they know it takes so long to get anywhere that you have to take, you have to take at least two weeks to go somewhere. So, um, yeah, I think just being an Australian, it's built into me, but I, uh, definitely, after high school decided that, you know, travel is what I love doing and took a year off and worked for some of it and then went overseas for five months with a bunch of friends and just traveled around Europe and Asia and did the backpacking thing and kind of just picked up from there where I, I love photography. So it's just kind of hand in hand where, you know, travel photography and everything like that. So since then, you know, big trip around the world and then just through all through uni college, I was, you know, um, I'd have these big breaks in the middle during the summer. And so we'd all head to Europe and save your money, work while you're at uni and then save your money and go traveling. So I've just, every time I've like had an opportunity, I've taken it. And then I moved into working in media in Australia and, um, my, I was lucky enough or I kind of created a job that allowed me to travel around Australia and the world doing field producing. So that really helped with the travel basically. <laughs> That's the dream, right? If you can get work to pay for you to go places, yeah. that's how you know you've made it. <laughs> and um, rack up the miles while I'm at it. So and that, that too, awesome. yeah. And then you could use the miles for your personal gain later on. So it's just exactly. it's the arrangement that keeps on giving. Um, so now, and we should mention your website, uh, your travel website at least, uh, Steph Abroad. S T E P H abroad dot com. Uh, you got, I mean, you post a lot of great stuff there from trips you've done and kind of uh, tips and tricks and experiences. Uh, your Instagram account you mentioned, you've got over 5,000 followers. I'm super jealous. Um, <laughs> you write a weekly column, I think, right? Too, for Going yeah. Global TV on yeah, Travel Too? Yeah, Canadian website there every month, every week. Sorry, just send them something, just some tips and tricks. And I think my, my blog kind of started as a, um, was when I moved to the States, I had all these like aunts and uncles and, and friends and family going, what are you doing? Send us a photo. And I spent half my time just sending photos back to Australia on my phone, which obviously, you know, if you don't have the right iPhone or whatever, it costs a fortune. So I thought, well, this is a good opportunity to kind of write down what I'm doing. I haven't really kept up with that kind of thing, like my day-to-day -day in New York, which I guess that's my 2017 goal. But um, yeah, it was just to kind of show everyone at home what I'm doing as well as kind of tell things that I've learned along the way. Very nice. And it's highly recommended because you're, you're a good writer. You have good storytelling <laughs> techniques as well. So I, I implore people to go check out stephabroad.com. Um, all right. So talk to me. We'll get like some of your best tips for travel and stuff in a little bit. But I want to know about you and the, the mental aspect of creating travel stuff because most people when they travel, they think of it as a vacation. I want to step away. I don't want to worry about making something out of this or, or working, even if it's not quote unquote work. So how do you, how do you find that when you go somewhere to Mexico, to India, wherever, how do you balance between I'm here to just enjoy myself and I always have to have my brain on to be thinking of something to create? Oh yeah. I mean, I guess that's, it's 
innate coming from a media background as well, which I'm sure you're used to. Um, you kind of just like you're planning before you, there's a lot of planning before you go. And it just, it worked hand in hand because I'm a planner anyway. I'm very organized. So like I'd be looking up where to go, where to eat, um, what to see and, you know, and write it all down. And just so I had it there in case I, I, I'm not a when I get to a place, I don't want to be like, okay, at nine o'clock, we're doing this at 10 o'clock, we're doing this and then berate anyone I'm with if we're not on schedule. But I like to have a list so that, you know, when we get there, we have a, some kind of plan. And I guess having that list and, and planning what I want to write and what I want to create before I leave helps me when I'm, once I'm there so that I don't get too drunk on, you know, margaritas and interloom and completely forget <laughs> about, you know, <laughs> content I'm creating and, you know, just all goes up the wazoo, but you know, it, it depends also on the trip. I mean, some trips are fully sponsored, some trips are, you know, are paid for by myself. So the extent of what I have to do at each, in each one is it changes. So if someone's sending me, you know, for a hotel, like if a hotel's paying for my stay, then I really have to get into the hotel straight away. And before I destroy it and jump on the bed and take photos and everything. So it looks nice, but um, you know, my boyfriend, David's very supportive and he understands that the reason that we are going, getting to go on more than, you know, one holiday a year is because of that. So he's very helpful and you better he, be supportive. Yeah, yeah. He's getting all these extra hookups through you. Jeez. Yeah. No more is he, uh, is he upset by the Instagram husband, uh, title, you know, can you take another photo? Can you take another photo? <laughs> but yeah, I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. But no, he understands that that's, that's how it works. And so it's really good. But yeah, you got to think about the content as you go. And I think it definitely helps to like plan to an extent of what kind of content you're going to create. Um, and then just keeping that healthy balance between, you know, at least enjoy yourself a little bit while working even though you are working, you know, people, I think have this misconception that being a, being involved in travel, being a travel writer, travel blogger, travel videographer, whatever you are, is that you're just constantly traveling the world and it's no, it's all fun and no work. But, you know, I, I do hate when people say, Oh, it's so hard, but I've never, I've never felt, Oh, it's so hard ever. I've never gone, Oh my God, I have to be doing this in, you know, Italy or France or wherever I've never felt that way but there is an aspect where aspect where you are thinking about it constantly and you you know you have to try and switch it off every now and then right which it's a balancing act right you have to realize how fortunate you are to be doing this work instead of digging ditches or coal mining somewhere but at the same time you do have to put some effort into it it's not just sitting on a cruise ship and having those margaritas brought to you and boom where's my (laughs) paycheck yeah no you've got to be able to provide photos and sometimes videos and and that takes a lot of work like the words it's like the actual articles themselves you know you craft them but they don't take as long as you would you know what you think they're quite quick it's the art uh, the photos and the videos that really take the time with the editing and the uploading and the everything it's just it takes time It does, and that's uh, it's it's weird now too how we have this sort of new content world where there is that permanent stuff that you want to create an article, a list, a review, uh, a, a video, and then the kind of the social media stuff which many people do sometimes just you know you snap a picture and it's uploaded and boom there's my there's my travel content for the day and it's kind yeah. of hard deciding what is appropriate for where and how you do all that. Do you run into oh, that yeah. at all? That, that's a constant like 
battle in my head because like I mean we've worked together like you know in media there's like you said there's Instagram there's Snapchat there's you know Instagram stories there's you know your own content video one photo there's blogs like and and to decide whether you're going to do it all or one or the other like it, it it's something that <laughs> gives me anxiety and I'm like ah! but no you can't you can't you just have to I think you have to choose a path and stick with it and do it really well like um you know I I focus mainly on Instagram I have haven't really used I, I mean I've got Twitter but I don't really um grow it as much as Instagram and then there's the blog but you know, between Instagram alone, there's still, like, like I said, there's stories, there's photos, and then there's content to go with that from onto my blog. And so I just think, I don't know. I mean, part of me is also like, oh, I should be creating videos. I am a video producer, but geez, I mean, then that's when I think it gets to the point where you're really like, I'm not even, I'm not even enjoying myself right now. Like it just has to be, you know, you have to draw a line somewhere. Yeah, because that's the last thing you want is when you're sitting on a beach somewhere thinking, oh, man, I have to do a better post or, like, you know, what belongs where. Uh, it's- yeah, I think I think the benefit of, like, you know, I, I don't tend to go to Lonely Planets, you know, and the like anymore to get my travel con- – like, to get my inspirations. I go to the stuff that's, you know, other bloggers and, you know, more contemporary stuff where it's, you know, it's real. It's not, it's not just, like, it's not a – perfectly edited posed photo you know those beautiful I mean not those lonely planet photos are incredible but I look at travel content that's more real and relatable so that's therefore what I try and create so um you know I don't want to be spending seven hours creating a photo anyway but you know you also don't want to be spending seven hours constantly snapchatting and story and instagram storing your whole trip too maybe if you're 16 but yeah. Not if you're doing what you're doing. <laughs> I missed the Snapchat. I missed it. I just didn't get on that bandwagon. I just, I can't. <laughs> I tried. Well, don't worry because Instagram has and Facebook has the exact same proprietary yeah. uh, technology now. So you're oh, fine. Oh, God. And yeah, then Facebook release, release stories. I just can't keep up. I'm supposed to be, a, you know, in the media and everything, but I just can't keep up. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So what about you do you think makes you stand apart? Obviously, there are the Lonely Planets and the Fromers and the Wiki Travels and uh, all these kind of mainstream names for travel stuff. Then there are the blogs and, and the different content that people are creating on the fringes or on like a little tier below. What do you think if someone's going to your website or following you on Instagram makes you stand apart versus what they might get from some other travel content creators? <laughs> so basically you just want me to shoot my own horn <laughs> yeah as much as possible <laughs> i do that about myself on this show often so my guests should be allowed perfect. to do the same perfect um god i don't know i mean i think i try and just speak i to be honest like i'm a better photographer or videographer than i am a writer and so i just kind of write as i speak and i've always been open about that like I, I'm not here to create perfect sentences and grammatically perfect words, you know, in my written form, but I want my attitude and my, um, my voice to come through when I write. So I just write as if I'm, you know, talking to you right now on the phone and, you know, whatever. Like I just say it how I would if I was telling a friend where to go and what to do. Like I like to kind of put some jokes in there and make it an enjoyable read, but it, it's literally just like how I would do it to a friend or a or family member. Mm, that's pretty good. I mean, and a lot of people do, and I have fallen into this trap before. You think you have to be in this 
media voice or media written form or whatever, when really the coolest stuff is when you're telling your brother that's going to go on a trip where you've already been, hey, check out this bar. They have the most banging margaritas or whatever. Exactly. Um, It's like, I mean, I I can't sit here. If I'm writing, I can't sit there for 10 minutes trying to think of the most descriptive, just, you know, beautifully sound. I'm not like... Like I'm already struggling right now. I can't, I'm not very good at verbalizing <laughs> descriptive words. Like I don't need to sit there and go, Parrot's cobbled streets were so beautifully dimly lit in the 5 p.m. dappled light of, you know, I'm just, I'm not into that. The Jessica sifting through the air yeah. of the Champs-Élysées intoxicated me, yeah. You also, you should do writing, my travel writing for me. I'll just hire you as a ghostwriter. Yeah, I'll take a small percentage because I, I give you a friend's, fa- friends and family discount, so you let yeah. me know. Exactly. I'll be in touch after the show. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so where, what's, uh, where you been? Where's next? What are some places that you've kind of loved this year? Where do you have planned coming up? Uh, what's, yeah. what's next on the horizon? <laughs> Funny you should say that. <laughs> um, actually, well, I just, uh, so as, as an Australian working in the U.S., I have to work on a certain visa, which I, I'm sure we've met, talked about many times. Um, but I've just got a new job. So I am traveling to Paris on Wednesday to go and get my new visa. Oh, <laughs> look at you. I know, it's a tough life, isn't it? Oh, um, terrible. So yeah, every time, I, every time you change a position in, when you're in Australia and America, you have to get a new visa for that specific com- company. It's actually very easy, but you have to leave the country and come back in through customs on the new visa. So I will be going to Paris with a friend and eating all the cheese and salami and baguettes and croissants and drinking all the wine I can possibly drink basically. Challenge Um, accepted. Uh, No, I mean, Paris, amazing. One of my favorite cities in the world. So I'm super jealous that you're going to be there, even though I'll be on vacation at the same time. I know you had a pretty good gig coming up, but I'll be, I'll be thinking of you uh, as well (laughs) there in Paris while I'm sweating my ass off in uh, 98 degrees, Dubai, and 100% humidity, uh, Singapore. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, that humidity in Singapore is a killer. <laughs> Ugh, not looking forward to it. But, especially because I'm a big sweater, but we'll see how it goes. It's, <laughs> I'm not there for work, so I can sweat, literally all sweat want. all my, my glands dry, and it'll still be... Carry an extra okay. t-shirt around. That's what you need to do. Oh, I think I'm going to be wearing like Under Armour athletic gear underneath just to oh. wick the sweat away, like I'm a professional soccer player or something. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and just think you're a professional soccer player. Yeah, just walk around and, and delusion like myself. I mean, actually, you could go and uh, what's that thing they do? Women put Botox under their uh, armpits to stop the sweating. That's not going to happen uh, for a number of reasons, <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate the idea and the, the thought. suggestion. Yeah. Anyway, off track. Sorry. Oh man. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Episode on uh, beauty tips as well, if you want. <laughs> oh yeah, I can add that to the list of uh, stuff we can talk about here on yeah. the show. Um, yeah, so let's, let's do that. Let's get to some tips in a second. But last thing I want to ask you is about sort of just content creation is give me – what are some things – because you mentioned that you also – you indulge, right? You read other blogs to prepare for your travel or you watch other videos. I'm sure you have uh, Instagram accounts you follow that you try to either model yours off of or learn from. Give me uh, like one trend in travel content that you're loving right now and one that you're really hating that you wish people would stop. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. Easy one. The one I hate in terms of the, oh, okay. The one I hate is the sand and the feet. I think everyone's done that a million times or like, and the, you know, a similar offshoot of that is the hot dog legs. And I think everyone caught onto that one. Yep. 
I mean, when, then, when there's a website that is now like, you know, is it hot dogs or is it legs.com? Yeah. I think oh, it's, I it's kind that. of jumped the shark. So good. Um, yeah, that's become mainstream, but I think something that still people are doing that's, um, not really like mainstream and people are kind of not catching on to it yet is the, that photo where they're in the airport with the magazine, it's like an, a layout almost. It's like the magazine with their boarding pass and they're like Starbucks, triple chocolate, mocha frappa latte thingy with whipped cream on top. <laughs> um, clearly I don't drink Starbucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, just that flat lay where it's like going on a trip. And I just, I mean, obviously my, you know, part, part-time side hustle is to promote travel and promote me going on a trip. But I think, you know, I'm, I like to think that I'm trying, I try and keep humble about it. And I think those particular posts aren't that humble. That was really a uh, quite catty of me. Actually. Throwing some shade, the- throwing mad yeah, shade I on the travel community. Pretty catty right then. <laughs> um, no, I just, I'm just like, sometimes you look at those photos and you're just like, Ugh. but I don't know. And then, uh, the stuff I'm liking, what am I liking? I think, you know, if you do look, I, like I do, I look at a bunch of different travel stuff and I think just if you're going to be a travel personality, I really like the people that I really like and relate to are the ones that are trying to be natural. And, um, you know, there's a lot of fashion bloggers out there that do travel as well. And they, you know, spend hours and hours and hours in outfits, running around town, taking photos. And that's great. Cause that's their, that is their job. I get that. Um, but I think in terms of the travel bloggers, like just being authentic and showing what you're doing is, is the best thing. And I think those are the people that I relate to the most. Authenticity is almost always the right answer whenever you're creating anything. So <laughs> almost some the sense. Right answer? What? <laughs> what's that? Almost the right answer. Sometimes it's not authenticity. Uh, yeah, sometimes people want something a little bit, a little bit, you know, produced. Look yeah. at the entire Kardashian empire. Uh, oh. So there's a market for everything. So true. So true. Um, all right. So, well, you, you've been around the world. How many countries do you keep track? By the way, are you up to a number that you know? I, I don't actually keep track. I probably should write that down. Should I? Should you should. I? Yeah. Uh, it- but then also when it goes to countries, like, well, I've been to America many times, but I've been to lots of different places in America. So do I count states? Do I count cities? Well, those are separate lists. Like me, yeah. I know the countries I've been to. I know the states I've been to. I don't keep track of cities because those become innumerable. Too, too much, yeah. But yeah, it's always nice to have some stats, like make a little baseball card of your, of your travels in, in yeah, your mind. It's always that. nice to keep uh, track of it. So. I should do that. All right. So anyway... Point being, you've been around, you've traveled various ways to places, you've been a lot of places. So I wanted to get like a little uh, like Steph's tips section and maybe some of these I can take for myself on this trip. But hopefully for whoever's listening, you will be able to glean something from uh, from this portion of the show. Okay. So uh, let's, let's just kind of go chronologically, I guess. So say you're booking a trip, you're looking for a place to go, whether you're flying or you're taking a train or a boat or whatever. Give me one tip, Steph, for... Uh, for booking, when you're actually trying to figure out your transit or or a hotel where you're going to be, what's in the booking planning stage? What's your biggest piece of advice? All right. Well, firstly, when was the last time you caught a boat somewhere? Not a cruise, but a boat to get somewhere. Uh, usually within a trip. I don't like take a boat to okay. go to Europe, <laughs> but once I'm in Europe, I'll take a boat to go to like an island for a day yeah. or something like okay. that. Just just checking. Yeah, it happens. When was the last time you got to Greece on a boat from New York? <laughs> <laughs> 1937. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So let me think. Okay. So booking travel. So I always, um, unless it's like a last minute thing, I'm always checking 
the flights. Um, I in a couple of ways. So I have actually an app called Hopper, um, which is you can p- punch in the dates that you're thinking of going to this place, and it will tell you whether to wait or not to book. So say we predict the prices will go up by ten percent in the or by ten dollars in the next two weeks, or we'll say wait for now, book after September. So it's really cool because it kind of gives you an idea of when you should book your ticket. Um, I then also check always, always, always look for flights in incognito windows, like in where the Safari or Chrome. Like make sure you're private browsing because. Those sneaky, like everyone's watching, right? Those sneaky computers can just pick up that data. And I think like I have seen it happen where I have looked at a flight back to Australia and it's been $1,700, which is actually pretty good for Australia. And I'll come back 10 minutes later and it will be 2,500, which is crazy. So bastards. Yeah. yeah. Snooping on your search history. I know. I know. So if you see a good deal, book it is the, I guess the underlining problem but or purpose but yeah definitely uh search incognito i also have found booking on tuesdays to be cheaper i don't i think there's something like they do sale the airlines do sales or something or i've heard that too yeah when they decide they're going to lower their price for something usually tuesdays at noon eastern is when they kind of put those into the system so that's the day to look for it before the prices start raising again yeah, so I always try and wait till Tuesday to book unless obviously like this trip to Paris, which is on Wednesday, I couldn't wait to book it until tomorrow. So I just had to book what I could. Um, I think one other tip actually is, you know, there's a lot of budget airlines that are coming out now with flights from the US to to this, um, to Europe and they're great, like Norwegian, um, Iceland Air, w- uh, Wow. They're really awesome, but – just keep in mind, like they might say $400 to Europe, but you're going to have to pay an extra $50 each way just to check. Like if you're lucky, if you can't get all your stuff into a, a carry-on suitcase, you're going to have to pay. So that's an extra $100 each uh, for the whole ticket. So sometimes maybe it is the same price just to fly American Air or British Air or whatever it is you're going, going right, on. Right, after you add up all the, yeah, the knickknacks. $99 round trip becomes 550 and you're like, how did this yeah. happen? I mean, you can always just have Shake Shack in the airport and yeah. don't have to find anything on, on, on the plane. But I think luggage is a kind of a, a, a – unless you uh, plan on just wearing the same thing. Yeah, no, luggage is – I mean, sometimes I do that. When I'm traveling alone, I'll just take one or two outfits and I know that I can get away with that. But, yeah, luggage definitely takes up the space if you don't want to be – that guy who smells and wearing the same outfits yeah. over and over. How do you do that? Two outfits? I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm very creative. And I'm a clean person. Although if I'm, you know, if I go somewhere that's very hot and I'll be sweating, that's a different yeah, story. Say, but... You just admitted you're a big sweater. So. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm, going, if I'm going to a cold place, maybe it's different than if I'm going to somewhere warm and tropical. Yeah. Um, all right. Sure. Great booking stuff there. And so the app, the app was Hopper. And yep. also uh, browse in incognito windows if you're searching for prices. And uh, Tuesdays are the big days. So awesome booking tips. Now how about packing? I finally got my destination. I got my ticket. I know when I'm leaving. I gotta. I don't want to avoid lots of these charges that airlines are giving me for my bags. So what are some good packing tips to make it as efficient and compact and accessible and easy as possible? Well, I think it sounds like you've got the best tips by just taking two outfits. Yeah, just but... don't wear clothes. That's my tip. <laughs> don't wear clothes. Just run around in underwear. Um, you know what? After all the travel I have done, I am still not a master of the perfect travel 
Like I am, I can say that I've got the perfect kind of, um, plane outfit, which I know sounds really ridiculous, but sometimes you just like, you know, what works when you sit on a plane. But, um, I just, I just cannot pack perfectly for the life of me. Like I always just pack that extra, you know, it's a girl, I think it's a girl thing. Like you just, and, and that's so, and it, not to sound sexist, but it is like, I just can't, you know, I have the hairdryer, I have the, you know, the makeup and I'm a pretty like easygoing person. Like I'm not, I don't take four hours to get ready, but some things you do need. Like, of course, if I go to a beach trip, I'm not taking a hairdryer, but you know, sometimes you do need one. So I think that, you know, when I do pack, I just try and keep this like overall, like try it's funny, but it's like a mentality. Like try not to get too insular about it. Think of it as a whole. Like, are you really going to wear those heels? Like I really, I take a pair of heels, but I never wear them. Like the, the you're on vacation. Like you want to, you're going to be walking a lot. Your feet are not going to be wanting to wear heels at one point. So I think just keep like an overall idea of where you're going and what you're doing and just try not to get too bogged down with, you know, all the things you need. Like if you think about how many items of clothing you wear in a week when you're where you live and is it really that much or are you kind of doubling up? Like I wear the same outfits a lot of the time. I don't wear half the stuff that's in my wardrobe. So I think keep that mentality, like don't save it all for your travel because turns out if you don't wear it where you live, you're not going to wear it when you travel. But um, I think keep that over mind and then maybe like go with a color coordination idea. So like that way you can limit how many things you take and then kind of use multi-purpose items. So if you keep kind of like, a black and white and then a color that kind of helps to pack for packing. And then when it actually comes to packing the items themselves, I came across this awesome thing. I think it's my, my cousin, he was in the army and he showed me, it's like the army roll, or the army method or something like that. You roll all your clothes. Like you take your t-shirt, your pair of shorts or jeans, um, or your tank top and then your socks and your underwear for each day. Like you kind of make outfits for each day. And you roll it into sort of like a little burrito. It's amazing. Yeah, actually, I do that. I'm glad. Really? I'm glad to hear other people do that. Yeah, because I saw yeah. that on a show once, and it's great. Yeah, like this. Your your three, four items roll up into this tiny little burrito, and you're like, oh. Yeah, and if you do it the right way, it also helps with wrinkling. It it makes exactly. it not as wrinkly. So yeah, I'll put like all my. T- I do them by category, right? So I'll put all my t-shirts on top of each other, little t-shirt burrito. Then I'll yeah. do, say, long sleeve shirts, long sleeve burrito, and you can just kind of roll them up. And then it looks like you have all these sushi rolls in your suitcase, and it's great. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, granted, it only works if you are staying in one place in a way because you kind of have to then unroll everything once right. you get to the location. Right. But it, it really, it's great. I think it's really good. The only problem is if you do do that and you're like, oh, I've got all this extra space. And you go fill that up, then that that's a bad thing. So maybe pack <laughs> everything in first, see how it fits, and then burrito roll it. And, and then, then right, like, exactly. What's, yeah, then there's you, the, there's that one law, right? It's like whatever the deadline for something is, that's how long it'll take you to do it, and however much yeah. space you have, that's how many things you're gonna find to fill it up with. So be careful <laughs> exactly. with that. Exactly. You just have to like, and yeah, put it all in, take half out, and then burrito roll, and then you'll then you'll be able to fit it all into your carry on. In fact, you might even be able to fit it into a backpack. And then you won't have to pay $40, $50 just to get your suitcase on the plane, on the budget airline. Boom. It's Baby the dream. More money for those uh, Starbucks Macafrappos <laughs> to take your Instagram picture with your boarding pass at the airport. <laughs> exactly. 
All right, so moving on. My other tip, by the way, and sometimes this isn't feasible if you're traveling to a warm locale, but if you take a jacket with lots of pockets, you can stick a lot of stuff in the jacket and have that Mm -hmm. on your person and save space from your bag. Yes. Keep Except when you go through security, you just have to take off the whole jacket and just put it on the belt. <laughs> Which is fine with me. Yeah, it's better than yeah. emptying my pants pockets. Just drop the jacket. It's all in there. And hopefully it's nothing that will get you flagged down and, and padded down. Actually, it's funny you say that. There is a ja- I saw this article. There was a jacket specifically made for travel where you could carry – it can carry like – up to 10 or 22 ki- uh, pounds. Oh, jeez. And, like, and it rolls up into a bag as well, but it's a jacket. It's hilarious. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. That seems a little bit extra, but hey, yeah. whatever yeah. it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move along here. So now uh, some more tips. So how about on the flight itself? It's like me, I love traveling. I've been to, I mean, dozens of, of different countries now, but the one thing I still hate is <laughs> flying to get there. Seats, really? yeah, yeah, seats are cramped. Um, just it takes so long. I can't sleep on planes at all. So long trips, it's just me kind of staring at the abyss. Uh, turbulence. I know logically it's it's totally fine, but it still freaks me out. So I hate the actual in the plane part. So what tips do you have, <laughs> Steph, for making the actual being stuck in the plane part more enjoyable for people? <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds like you have a terrible time. So it's miserable. Yeah, you. you can't sleep. I can't, no. I mean, and certain flights, like this flight I'm taking to Dubai uh, this week is, I think, 14 hours. There's going to be a part where my body just gives out and I'm going to nod off for a few minutes, but never for more than a few minutes at a time. I'm just taking constant little naps where your head kind of drops and you wake back up, but I cannot, I can't sleep on planes. Have you ever, okay, so my my tip, which I do Please seek doctor advice before taking any of my advice, but <laughs> two sleeping tablets and a whiskey, and I am sweet. <laughs> and you're good to go. All right. Yeah. I like that. Whatever medication you need, and sometimes yeah. it's by Dr. Jack Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, don't, yeah, I'm not a medical professional. Do not take my advice. But, yeah, I I mean, I've done those trips. I've done the – I mean, to Australia, it's 20 hours. I mean, you stop over, but uh, 20, 20 hours of flying. So, um. I am luckily someone that can sleep wherever. I could sleep under the table of a busy dinner, uh, restaurant and fall asleep fine. But um, I think to make to make it more enjoyable when you're on a plane because, you know, obviously you just wake up even if you can sleep quite well. Um, so I do, I do actually take two sleeping tablets. Um, and then I used to be that person that's like, I'm never buying that $300 noise-canceling Bose headphones. They're so pretentious. I bought them. It changed my life. I am never looking back. I If I, if I don't have them on a flight with me, I cry. Like it's They changed my life. They are so good. They block out all that um, plane noise, that aircraft noise, any screeching babies, anything. They just block it all out. And I can just, once, I have, once I'm asleep, it keeps me asleep. So I think they're they're great. I would invest those. That's an investment, but I really think they're a good investment. Yeah, I own a pair too. I got them as a Christmas present a couple of years ago from Santa, so I didn't have to pay for them, and they're great. They are yeah. fantastic. Oh, well, David bought mine, so I really Oh, there you go. So you're, <laughs> you're on the gravy train too. Yeah. Um, but, all right, um, so. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, having, I like I said, I have this like travel uniform almost that I know works because you know planes are always cold so I always take a scarf because it doubles as like a pillow as well like you know those plane pillows are absolutely disgusting so I always wrap my scarf around those pillows or I take one of those you know those um those big 
puffy uniglow jackets like they yeah. roll up to also a burrito so you can have that as a pillow which is great if you're not cold um so you know I always take a pillow that I always take my jacket I always take a scarf and then another thing that people don't a lot of people don't know about like it is I always research the plane I'm flying on mm-hmm. so I don't know if like you're going Emirates they might have the A380 which is that double decker plane yeah. Um, and so like the one for me, I always fly Qantas back to Australia and they have the double decker and not a lot of people know, they all think it's like the business on the top, but there's actually like, t- uh, four rows of economy or coach, um, on the upper deck in the, in the Qantas plane. So I always just like go to seat guru, guru and then call the airline directly and say, Hey, can I sit in this seat? And then, you know, we flew back to Australia in December and I love the window. David likes the aisle. One of us has to suffer and in the middle usually. But <laughs> in the upper deck, on the um, on the outer seats, it's one aisle and one window. There's no middle seat. So it's fantastic. It's like being in business almost. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So you better check out that, that flight to, to buy for you because like, you might get in the upper deck and have an awesome flight. I had no clue. I always thought the same thing like you just said, because I think we are on the A380 going there. And I thought that top level was just like super first class. Yeah, no, they have. Um, well, I mean, again, it depends on the airline. But if you, like I know Qantas, they have like they have economy, they have premium economy and then they have first and business are on the on the lower ground, but at the front. So, yeah, it's awesome. Wow. And not wow. many people know about it. So yeah. it now good. I do. I was one who didn't. And now you've yeah. informed me. So thank yeah. You. <laughs> um, all right. And then uh, last one for the tip section, because we do have a couple more segments I want to get to you uh, while you have it here, Steph. Once you're actually on site somewhere, and let's, for the sake of this game, say it's a foreign country, you don't have your cell phone to be looking up places while you're out walking out and about. Maybe you don't speak the language. What's your best tip for exploring locally once you're there trying to find the best restaurant, bar, attraction, site, whatever. <laughs> I was going to say, use your phone. <laughs> and you're like, if you don't have your phone. I mean, like, I, I mean, before I leave, I always try and plan and like have a cup at least, you know, you're not going to be, you can't eat at 40 different restaurants in like a four day trip, but you know, have oh, a couple Oh, you of- can't? No. <laughs> well, actually I probably could. <laughs> um, have a couple in mind. Um, and if you do, like, if you, you know, with your, even if you don't have your phone, you can still have Google maps. Like you can download the offline map. If you, if you don't even international roaming download before you leave on Wi-Fi the Google map, um, and you can use it offline. Sorry, I'm a little, I'm cheating here. I'm saying you can take your phone, but, uh, you, yeah, you can use the Google map to get around. I also like when I'm finding a restaurant, I'll look and see, um, how many locals are in it. Because often you can tell who the tourists are. They usually have the camera around their neck. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, unless you're like, I don't, I don't carry my camera around my neck. <laughs> so unless I am seeing other tourists that are doing the same as me, but usually you can, like if I'm going to Paris, like I am on the Wednesday, I will see, you can hear the French, you can see, you can tell who are the locals and just go by how many are in there basically. Um, but yeah, I think my main, my main thing would be, walking around and seeing where the locals are going and even following some locals. If you hear them, just follow, follow them. Yeah. Uh, maybe not too closely, not too, you know, too big, <laughs> so basically when in Rome, follow the Romans is what. Yeah, exactly. But you also use geotagging and Instagram. I think that's an awesome way to like follow a couple of travel 
you know, bloggers that you like mm-hmm. and see, and see where they go. And then like make note of like, Oh, they went to this restaurant in Italy and they went to this, you know, bar in Dubai. And then you'll, you've kind of got a, like a little, um, you've got your own little lonely planet to go by. Oh, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Social media for good instead of just for shaming people and, <laughs> uh, and animal pictures. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, Steph, thanks for the tips. Uh, they were great stuff. Hopefully those of you listening were able to take something from that that you can use for your next trip. I know I will now coming up this week, so much appreciated. Sure. <laughs> All right, one thing I forgot, uh, Steph, I usually start the show the same way with everybody, and I just completely blanked uh, with you, but I want to make sure that I, I keep to my format. So I always ask people, what's the best thing that happened to them in the past week? So the last seven days, what's the number one thing that's happened to you in your life? Maybe it was getting that new job that you already mentioned, but go ahead. Yeah. Oh, um, well, it definitely wasn't moving. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, moving in New York is a bitch. Um, yeah, getting the job. I mean, it's pretty like scary coming to the States as an Australian and being like, oh, shit, I don't have a job. And if I don't have a job soon, then I'm getting deported back to Australia and I'll probably have a black, you know, big red cross against my name and I won't be back be able be allowed back in America for five years. So, you know, it's, it's a stress. It's, you've got to hustle to get the job and make sure you can stay. And I really want to stay. So yeah, getting the job was the, was my highlight of the week. Oh, very nice. Good stuff. Well, congrats on that. And we can talk Thanks. more about what the gig is uh, once we get off the air. Uh, I also now, back to where we usually end the show, offer my guests the chance to turn the tables. So you can, if you would like, Steph, ask me <laughs> any question that you'd like. I let you take over the show for, for a minute. So if you got anything, oh, fire away. Okay. Uh, gee, put me on the spot, why don't you? Uh, let's see. Well, okay. I do that now so that people don't have time to think of something really controversial to ask me. Yeah. That way it's just as easy as possible. I know. Okay. Well, what have you, have you planned anything for your trip in Singapore? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> part of that, part of that's because uh, my brother is there and he's been there for a couple of months. So he that's knows true. he's basically be my, my tour guide on the ground, which will be great. So he knows I've traveled with him a bunch and he knows what I like to do and what he likes to do. We're very similar uh, sensibilities in that way. So I told him, hey, whatever you feel like is fun for us to do, I'm putting it all in your hands. And he's totally cool with that. So good. uh, Good. So that's that. And then what uh, do you like doing while you're on vacation? What's that? What you you said, like you guys like to do the same thing. What do you like doing? Do you like to like go to bars and restaurants? Do you like to do the touristy thing? Go see all the sites, bit of, bit of everything. Bit of everything. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm unabashedly, I love tourist traps. You know, when I'm in Paris, <laughs> I got to go to the Eiffel tower. When I'm uh, sure. in Ireland and Dublin, I got to go kiss the Blarney. So like, I love that stuff. Cause it's just so <laughs> kitschy sometimes and whatever, yeah. but you know, it is what it is for me. So, and it's an awesome Instagram. So, hey, <laughs> exactly, and it's gonna get the most likes on social media, and that's really yeah. the only reason to travel anymore. <laughs> Don't uh, say that, but yes, I mean it is, isn't it? <laughs> so, I like doing that kind of stuff uh, during the day, and honestly, they're huge tourist traps with those little like the, the sightseeing buses that take you everywhere for a day pass. I'll love doing those because you'll knock out everything like touristy really quickly and efficiently. And then you can spend the evenings and nights doing, that's when I like getting into the hole in the walls, the restaurants, the people watching, uh, stumbling into restaurants that look kind of weird, but Hey, why not? So it's like two sides of a coin for me when I like, when I travel. Yeah, no, it's good. It's a good mix. I like that. Yeah. And then, um, you, you're also going to Dubai and, and Malaysia. Have you 
look well dubai you're going by yourself aren't dubai, you? I'm, yeah malaysia is with my yeah. brother and he's already been there yeah. while he's out there so he's again going to take care of all that dubai i just kind of want to see the buildings so i'm not there yeah. for that long i'm only there for basically a day and a half so it's just going to be a lot of walking around the city and kind of just yeah. drinking that all in so <laughs> yeah maybe you can go ride a camel as well yeah, I mean, if I have time, why not? You know, it's like the the buildings and the camels, like living, you know, one and one, basically. It's a it's a crazy. I mean, you see some of the pictures of how that city has changed in the last thirty oh, forty years, and I, yeah, I saw a side by side. It was incredible. Oh, blows your mind. So I'm excited yeah. to go to go see that. Oh. So yeah, all right. awesome. Last section now, Steph. This is how we end every show. It's with the fun five. They are five quick, fun questions. Designed for you and you alone. So these are some quick hitters. Uh, feel free to elaborate as much or as little as you'd like. Oh, God. They're <laughs> okay, easy. I'll take it easy on you. Uh, number one, favorite airport in the world? Oh, Sydney, because I, I have Qantas points I'm against the lounge. <laughs> Such a homer choice, but it makes, yeah. it makes sense. Uh, yeah. Question number two, would you rather say you were going somewhere, would you rather take two three-hour flights on first class to get there, but with a three-hour layover in between, or a five-hour direct flight in the worst seat in coach? Five hours, hands down. Got to get there straight away. Don't waste your time in travel. Like, why would you do that in airports? I mean, I love airports, but no. I don't know, flying first class. Sometimes the the journey is as fun as the destination when you're in the right spot. Yeah, but first class for three hours, what are you going to get? Like one meal? You're going to get up in the air and you're going to be going back down again. Nothing's going to happen. All right, I like it. I like. It. I'm just playing devil's advocate because I could definitely <laughs> drink a lot of champagne in three hours uh, if you challenge <laughs> sure. me. Um, question number three. You already know. I just mentioned that I love tourist traps and all that kind of stuff. What's your favorite tourist attraction in the world? Oh, I just went to India and the Taj Mahal was just incredible. Just one of those things that is breathtaking. I loved it, and yeah, I mean. Visited by about, I think it's like 6 million tourists. I don't know. I don't know what the stats are, but it's it was incredible. Everything it was cracked up to be? Mm, it was beautiful. Oh, awesome. Uh, question number four. Do you, If you buy souvenirs, what's your most treasured souvenir that you have from anywhere? <laughs> uh, I collect postcards, actually, like as in restaurant postcards. So I have a ton for like New York because I live here, but I have, you know, everything from all over the world. But I also collect shot glasses. Well, we've started to collect shot glasses. Those take up a lot of space, when, especially yeah. when you're moving, as I'm I sure know. you've known. I've just chucked, I've just chucked them all out because I was like, oh, pieces of cardboard. I've got a photo of them. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, shot glasses. I started that when I was younger, and then it was just like these are just taking up too much, too much space. Yeah, um, how many shots can you take? <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. um, question number five, last one for you, Steph. Besides Sydney, which is home, and besides New York, which is home for you now, of all the places you visited, what do you think would be the one that you could actually see yourself living in? Oh, I, I, it's funny. I couldn't live in London. I, but I'm a very, like, I need to be living in a hustle and bustle place, like a metropolitan. So, like, London, even Paris, but I don't speak French. And you know, part of me is like, oh, I could live in Tulum. It's so beautiful. But there's just, it's too quiet. It's, you get over that after a month, I think. 
Right. That the quietness, the tranquility is good for vacation away from your normal stuff. But if that's your real life, then exactly. That yeah. Where do you where do you go on vacation? To New York? To the madness? Because you live in serenity the whole time. <laughs> it's yeah. It's good. The world is just upside down. <laughs> exactly. Like Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfect. There you go. All right. Mm. Well, we're gonna leave it on that stuff. Thanks so much. It was so much fun. I, it was great Yay! talking with you and catching up. It was awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. My pleasure. Uh, one more time. Let everybody know where they can find you. Blogs, social media, websites, all that stuff. Plug whatever yep. you want to plug steph radalge r-i-d-h-a-l-g-h instagram or stephabroad.com i mean you can just type steph radalge and i'll come up i'm sure somewhere there's a lot of stuff there about me somewhere <laughs> okay that's uh for some people that's a scary thing but for you yeah. it's it's awesome um all right steph really thanks so much on my elevator pitch don't i <laughs> uh, <laughs> well you just got your new, your new job and you got all your travels so maybe you have time to work on it for the future but for now exactly. you're all good all right steph thanks so much much appreciated stay on the line we'll wrap up once i'm done here thanks all right, and thanks to you guys for listening. Make sure to go to MikeJanella.com where you can find all previous episodes of the show. Next week, because I will be away, we're not going to have an episode. But then when I'm back stateside, hopefully I have something for you guys. So enjoy this and follow me online at Mike Janella on everything. I'll be putting up obnoxious traveling touristy pictures for the next two weeks. And I want you guys to, to follow and have the FOMO and all that good stuff. So enjoy that. You'll also hear all the great uh, info about the outdoor music that you're hearing at this very moment so enjoy uh next week off without me and we'll see you guys a little bit down the road steph one more time thank you so much bye thanks to you guys for listening we'll try and do better next time see ya